the time right now and you're listening to the 123 show with me Noreen Mir on this Thursday afternoon. Let's turn to the final part of today's program and that's uh, Artsing Around. And this week on Artsing Around Andrew Dembina uh, speaks with watercolor painter Ros Keep. She's one of three artists appearing in a group exhibition called Three Paths on at the Lama Art Collection from next Friday on the 16th of April. Hello, I'm Ros Keep and I'm a watercolour artist and teacher living in Lama Island. And I've been living on Lama for about 32 years. I came here when I was 25. In 1988 it was a very different place, very quiet, and I got very inspired by the landscape, the mountains and the sea, and I've been kind of looking at it ever since. So, Roz, uh, watercolour painting, yes, that's decades that you've been painting them on llama. What attracted you to the medium of watercolour in the first place, as opposed to, let's say, oil paint or acrylic or even other art materials? I've always been drawn to it, and when I was a teenager, there was a really good teacher at school, a practising artist, she used to come in once a week, and she kind of showed us the basics, and I think that's when I fell in love with it. I didn't study it at art college, nobody taught anyone anything at art college when I went. So I did some other stuff, mixed media and some installation work and so on. And it wasn't until I came here and my mum told me that her father, my grandfather, had been a very accomplished watercolourist and that the paintings on the wall in our home in UK, these paintings I had kind of remembered really well. She said, the ones on the landing, you know, outside your bedroom, they were done by your grandfather. I had no idea. I grew up with these paintings. And I didn't know they were his. Did he ever exhibit or was he just doing it as something for his own personal enjoyment? I think it was purely personal enjoyment. But my mum's brother became an architect and one of his sons is a full-time painter. And then the other sister, two of her children, my cousins, they're artists. So it seems to run in the blood. Oh, there's definitely something in the DNA there. Looking at your work, and you've kindly brought them in, we're doing this interview in the Lama Arts Collective in the Yungshu One side of Lama Island, where there will be an exhibition very soon. And you've brought in a couple of your pieces in a more contemporary style to the traditional watercolour painting that you've been doing before. Tell us about that evolution. 2020 was an important time for me artistically because I was forced to stay at home and learn basically and I took three or four courses online and then after that I kind of got involved in all these small and free courses. There's a lot of American, but there are a couple of Australian teachers are doing, and um, Tracy Verdugo is one who I love. So I did her abstract mojo course, she calls it, and I loved it. And there was a lot of acrylic ink and a lot of kind of bold color. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I can do that with watercolor, but in a local way. So using her techniques, but using my landscapes that I'm surrounded by. And so I just been working on Mount Stenhouse and rocks. We're looking at some very simplified images compared to detail in the way that some people might think of watercolours to explain as we're uh, on the radio. (laughs) But there are bay scenes here and sea scenes with Mount Stenhouse that you mentioned and mountains in the background. And the look and feel is almost as though a palette knife has been used to go across a canvas. Yeah, there's a palette knife and also a plastic card, like about the size of a credit card. And you put, you put the watercolour paint directly on that. And then it's a question of wetting the paper in certain areas. So you don't wet the paper everywhere. Yeah. You leave certain areas dry so mm. it won't bleed. 
into those wet areas and it will bleed into the areas that you want it to. And this is what you're going to be showing in the upcoming exhibition that begins at the end of next week? That's right, I've got a small selection of them I'll be showing. You know, as a watercolourist, you can spend your life doing one style, the one that you're comfortable with. But I, I think it's important to experiment and give different things a go. Anything that appeals, really. There's so much out there that you can be inspired by, different artists and so on. But do you have the time? Do you have the materials? Do you have the motivation to just keep trying different things? And I've got to a stage now where, yes, I, I want to just try lots of different things. Is it because of 2020 and having more time, or has that always been something that drives you, trying new styles, trying new materials, being experimental? I think I was distracted. In the last 10 years I've been chairman of a small environmental group, and so I didn't really focus very much on my art, although I was running a kids' art class after school on Lama, the first art classes for kids on Lama. And um, I've handed that over to another really wonderful teacher who's still doing that and so now I've got more time to a do my environmental work but also develop my own style. You also brought along today a sketchbook quite an experimental looking uh, style that you used in that and even though you may not be doing so much environmental work it is actually a repurposed school textbook or some kind of book for kids that you have uh, treated to give it a surface that you want, isn't it? Yeah, I got this idea from one of the teachers that I was studying with last year and she calls it a cosmic smash book, actually, which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You can write things in it that no one, needs, no one else needs to see. So it's a kind of personal journal. I found some of these books that had been chucked out, took them home, and what you do is you glue two pages together to make them thicker. So you glue the whole book two pages together and then you uh, treat the pages with gesso and it covers the writing there that's there. You know? So that's a kind of primer which gives you a, uh, a surface to work on. That's right so you normally you'd use it on a canvas and then uh, smooth it with some sandpaper and it kind of holds the oil paint or acrylic paint really well but it actually holds watercolour paint and does kind of very odd things to it. It won't let it absorb into the fibres like normal watercolour paper. So it means that you can sort of shift it around. If you've got something in the wrong place, you can literally pick up a, a rag and lift it off. Right, because it's uh, repelling the paint for a certain amount of time. Yeah, it repels the water. And, and once the water's dry, it's fine, it settles down. But um, then you get all these lovely effects. There are some wonderful textures that we're looking at right now. There are also creases in the paper. It's not a precious surface as pristine watercolour paper may be seen sometimes. It's actually a really, really warm and interesting surface you've got in these books. Yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of very unpredictable, which is why I like it. And also, like what you said, it's not precious. So it's a book for experimenting. Yeah. If you work in a book every day, you'll learn something and then you can translate that into more finished work. Ros, well, you are teaching um, watercolour to adults and kids in the studio in which we're having this interview, the Llama Art Collective. How do you find people react if they haven't done much with watercolour or even art coming to your classes? Oh, it's wonderful, you know, I love it. And I love encouraging and inspiring people to do this very 
important self-work, if you like. Creativity is a, is a kind of self-care thing, if you get it right. Creating is very mindful. You, it puts you in the present moment, and um, it's, it's just all positive. Everyone just goes away from my classes beaming. Uh, we've done, you know, for example, Chinese New Year florals. We've, we're going out to paint boats next week. We've done um, kingfishers. We've done rocks. You know, people are like, wow, this is really cool. They surprise themselves with what they can do. Yeah, they totally do. And these are people who are not full-time or even remotely kind of artists. So um, handing this love and skill and craft to people, is, for me, is just a huge joy. Fantastic. What about people who don't have the motivation to go to a class? What would you recommend to people, in watercolour specifically, if they wanted to take a plunge in their own living room or somewhere in their home, just for themselves, with a tin or tubes of paint, a pad of paper, a couple of brushes, where do they begin? Mm. Watercolour is a very mysterious and it's almost the hardest medium because there are various personality traits that watercolour has that mm. you need to understand in order to communicate with it. Yeah. Otherwise it remains a mystery. Right. It's like another language. So get a book, really, just get a book and find out what these principles are. And once you've kind of had your eyes open to those very basic principles, like the fact that watercolour paint is totally transparent. You have to work from light to dark yeah. rather than the other way around. Things like that, texture, think the way the water reacts with the paper. It's a kind of um, partnership, the paper and the water. So there's these very kind of key things that you must introduce yourself to first, and after that you can experiment and do whatever you like with it. Mm. You've talked about experimenting yourself and you're doing very experimental work at the moment. Do you ever intend to experiment with other types of paint? Well, yeah, I spent a whole year painting on styrofoam box lids using acrylic and that was a revelation. It was a kind of protesting about using styrofoam and ruining yeah. marine life on the shoreline and we picked up thousands of bagfuls of this stuff over the last ten or so years and it's used in the fishing industry anyway so I was painting pictures of fish and birds and landscapes that are affected by this material right um, and and I, I, I it was just wonderful so I love doing things like that you know mm. drawing people's attention to issues but using art so for you though subject matter is usually about the environment around you the landscape paintings that i've seen of yours do you ever focus on people or is it mostly the landscape around you um this year i've been uh, we've formed a little group between three friends uh, to to paint portraits we meet once a week and we kind of ah. take it in turns to pose and stuff and it's really hard and yeah. I'm really bad at it. Right. So my main thing is landscape. <laughs> ah, but, but great that you're taking on another challenge. Yeah. So thanks for the introduction there, Ros, to your work and the enthusiasm that people should try and do something creative, preferably in your world, watercolour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they can see your work then at the end of next week. And the first public day is Saturday, but people are welcome to come along on the opening, which is Friday the 16th at the Llama Art Collective. Who else will be there? Two other artist friends, uh, Marianne Labar, who's an amazing etching print printmaker, um, and she'll have some of her etchings of Llama. And uh, Deborah Morris, who's an illustrator stroke, I guess, yeah, fine artist, but she does a lot of illustration. And she's got some beautiful paintings of Llama. So, yeah. Okay, that should be good. 7pm next Friday. And 
about your own work, where can people see examples of your work online, Ros? Uh, Ros Keep on Instagram, or I have a Facebook page, which is also called Ros Keep. Um, it's probably best on Instagram. Okay, and that's R-O-Z-K-E-E-P. Is it all one word? Yes. Thank you very much for your time today, Ros. Thank you so much, Andrew. And that was Andrew Dambina for this week's Artsing Around. And he was speaking with watercolour painter Ros Keep about her work and also three parts exhibition she will be showing in from the 16th of April all the way through to the 30th of April alongside two other Lama Island artists at the Lama Art Collective. You can find out more about the exhibition on the Lama Art Collective's Facebook and also listen back to the interview on the 123 Show online archive via the Radio 3 homepage for Ros Keep's social media details. Many thanks once again, Andrew Dembina, for your wonderful feature.